0: Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly Digest, where we'll be running through some of the top stories on your Monday morning to get you kickstarted on your week. This is your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, August 17th. Starting off today in the U.S. oil and gas sector, Tellurian will build only one of four proposed pipelines during the first phase of its driftwood LNG export project. louisiana if it decides to sanction the u.s facility the sharply scaled back midstream ambitions combined with a focus on lower cost fee gas supplies will allow texas headquartered tellurian to reduce its total initial project capital by 30 percent the move comes amid global market conditions that have led to widespread cargo cancellations at existing u.s application terminals this summer and prompted multiple developers new terminal projects including tellurine to delay final investment decisions until 2021 also production cuts in some basins have impacted near-term demand for some proposed natural gas pipelines after the project investments, total upstream driftwood pipeline liquefaction and owners capital costs based on a phase one contractor guaranteed capacity of 14.4 million megatons per year translate to 1,042 per megaton versus 1,473 per megaton estimated in January. To date, only France's total has signed a firm partnership deal tied to Driftwood, a $500 million investment agreed to in 2019. Moving from the U.S. into South America, Columbia's Mining, Energy, and Planning Unit has published detailed information on the 385 renewable projects under development in the country up to the end of July. The breakdown was 15 gigawatts of capacity under development, including four biomass, 17 wind, 93 hydro, 271 PV, and seven thermal projects. Solar projects account for 8.8 gigawatts of capacity, made up for 99 projects under 1 megawatt. 69 projects of 1 to 10 megawatts, 41 projects of 10 to 20 megawatts, 10 of 20 in the 50 megawatt range, and 26 in the 50 to 100 megawatt range, and 26 projects over 100 megawatts. The country will go from having less than 50 megawatts of installed capacity in 2018 to more than 2.5 gigawatts in 2022. Moving across the ocean and into the UK, Boris Johnson is poised to sign off new rules barring UK export finance from offering financial support to foreign fossil fuel projects. This new policy, which would come as soon as this upcoming week, will rule out future loans and financial guarantees for polluting projects overseas through the UK's Export Credit Agency, just weeks after it agreed to a £1 billion financial package to support work on a gas project in Mozambique. Under these new rules. No support may be offered to fossil fuel extraction or oil refining projects from 2021 apart from limited funding for gas-fired power plants in, quote, exceptional circumstances. The policy paper was handed to the Prime Minister's office early last week and may receive the green light from Number 10 within a few days, according to sources. The move to curtail financial support for foreign fossil fuel projects comes after UKEF continued to grant loan guarantees and direct funding to British companies fitting to work for fossil fuel projects worth more than £3.5 billion since the UK signed up for the Paris Climate Agreement. Green groups are privately concerned that the new policy might still allow the funding of high-emissions projects to move ahead overseas if it includes too many exemptions or does not take effect soon enough. There's also concern that the new rules for UKEF should also extend to the government's official overseas aid budget. Also in the UK, PPL Corporation has put its UK utility, Western Power Distribution, up for sale in order to focus on the US market. A quick sale would enable the new owner to influence business plans for the RIOED2 price period that is required to be submitted by Ofgem by mid-2021. WPD operates in Central and Southwest England and the South of Wales. Moving from the UK to Australia, the New South Wales government has granted an accelerated planning approval for the 15 million Western Sydney Green Gas Renewable Hydrogen Demonstration Project to be located at a Gemina facility in the Sydney suburb of Horsey Park. The pilot project seems to power a 500 kilowatt electrolyzer using solar and wind generation to produce green hydrogen. Gemina will trial the blending of hydrogen into its gas network And the project will also deliver hydrogen to Hyundai Australia's Macquarie Park headquarters from early 2021 to fuel hydrogen-powered vehicles. WSGG is being co-funded on a 50% basis by ARENA. Continuing in Australia, Sydney Airport has announced a $2 billion Australian equity raising to strengthen its balance sheet. SYD took a preemptive action at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic by putting in place significant liquidity, and by the end of the first half of it, it had $2.6 billion of available liquidity, including a $1 billion in cash and $1.6 billion in undrawn debt facilities. However, there is still significant uncertainty over how long it will take the industry to recover, so the equity raise will build a balance sheet buffer, allowing the airport to reduce its net debt position from $9.1 billion to $7.1 billion. Moving from Australia to New Zealand, the New Zealand government has announced the first projects to benefit from funding support for its $3 billion New Zealand Shovel Ready Infrastructure Fund. The government has approved over 150 projects in principle, although further due diligence work is required to confirm them. The largest project is a $55 million grey infrastructure project in Rotura. No P3s are included in the list. The cabinet had decided that spending should include $464 million on housing and urban development, $460 million on environmental projects, $670 million on community and social development, and $708 million on transport projects. A call by Infrastructure Reference Group for projects ready to start within 6 to 12 months attracted 1,924 submissions across 40 sectors of the economy. A shortlist of 802 projects was presented to the ministers. And lastly for today is an update in funds. Allianz Global Investors has held its first close of the Allianz Global Diversified Infrastructure Fund with commitments of 600 million euros from institutional clients. The fund will pursue primary fund commitments, secondary transactions, and co-investments globally to build a diversified portfolio of core, core plus, and value-add infrastructure assets. Target sectors include energy, transportation, communication, environmental, and social infrastructure. And that about wraps up the news for this past week. I'll take a second here to go into some Proximo specific news. The latest perspective from Proximo by our own Max Thompson gave us an update on BNDES. It's shifting its mandate with project origination and structuring now higher on the corporate agenda as Brazil's DFI is looking to attract other sources of financing to the country. Max writes about how BNDES is often criticized for shouting out private investors from project finance deals in Brazil, but now their top corporate strata want the bank to act more like other DFIs in attracting other sources of financing to the country instead of being the sole lender on large projects. And it's a fantastic read, I highly recommend. And other than that, we'll also be announcing our initial speakers this week for our upcoming inaugural Financing America's Infrastructure event. This is a new take on your typical U.S. infra event, talking about all types of financing for all types of infra assets, covering three days from September 22nd to the 24th. The only asset left out is power, and that's because we will be covering it at our annual financing U.S. power and renewables event in mid-November, so keep your eyes peeled. And that's all for today. See you next week.